Welcome to the wonderful world of dance, bringing you exclusive interviews with top dancers and choreographers and reviews of the world's best companies across the globe. You can find lots more on our website at thewonderfulworldofdance.com. Hi, this is Savannah Saunders from The Wonderful World of Dance, and today I am excited to introduce Australian-born, London-based contemporary dancer and choreographer Alice Robinson. Alice's work draws on her love of music and movement and her varied dance training that includes ballet, jazz, hip-hop and acrobatics. On this show, I love to highlight freelance artists as well as the big established companies, so I'm thrilled to be able to to discover Alice's first full-length immersive production and her debut work that's premiering in London called Does It Matter in the Dark? So let's find out about Alice Robinson and her new piece. Hi, Alice. Thank you so much for joining me. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. So actually, your first full-length immersive production, Does It Matter in the Dark, actually premieres on the 2nd of November, just a couple of short days away. How are you feeling about this quite a big milestone for you? Yeah, look, this is a very big thing to be happening um, in my career and I understand the weight of it, but I think because of the development we did back in Australia in 2017, I'm very excited to bring it to London dancers, to bring it to the London contemporary scene and to collaborate with a lot of UK-based artists as well in music and sound and photography and videography. So I'm very excited to kind of bring it to London and show the show the community so are you based here in london or are you based back in australia at the moment so i grew up in australia i moved to london a, or just over a year ago on the on a visa it's a two-year visa at mm-hmm. this point i'm looking into the extension of the visa yeah um and so yeah being a new emerging artist in the london scene um i found this space and the space is allowed for me in order to create my own work and it's been something that's been a part of my kind of a part of my fiber since early creating so mm-hmm. I think it's yeah perfect opportunity to be able to bring it here and yeah see what what can come from this now well how exciting so tell me about growing up in Australia and how did you get into dance um when you were young girl <laughs> young <Yes>. girl <laughs> <laughs> still in fact young yes but I started um dancing just uh, as a three-year-old quite young um my parents put me in and I grew up just doing it at a studio, quite normal, and then I moved to um, Sydney, which was a big step for me um, when I was 17, Mm -hmm. and I began training. I did two years. One year was on a scholarship at a contemporary dance school, and then I began my career in Australia. I worked for Opera Australia for as their dance captain for the Sydney Harbour Show. I've worked in Hong Kong and did a couple of touring contemporary shows within Australia and over to New Zealand. And yeah, moving to London was something that I always knew I wanted to do. It just was having the right moment and feeling that I was ready in order to be a small fish again. Um, I I was at the point where I was ready for more and I've always been someone that wants to challenge and wants to expand in all areas of my life and specifically creatively. And I really saw that kind of gap and I saw the opening up for me to move and I think since moving it's been one of the best decisions I've ever made it hasn't been easy by any sense of the word but I think creatively it's been something that yeah I'm really really like proud of myself and I think being brave and making that step has really 
worked out for itself at this point. I think you should definitely be brave. I remember when I was much younger and made that move myself from Adelaide. It is quite a, a big step. Um, but as a as a, a dance artist, how do you sort of after a year here in you know the big London metropolis? What what do the, what are the differences that you are feeling between the dance scene in Sydney and Australia and uh, the region of which you've been dancing in and the dance scene over here? I feel like when you are seeing something from a perspective of it being London and the big, um, yeah, as you said, like the metropolitan area, I think you feel that it's going to be very different because it is seen as so far away. Um, but since moving, I've kind of found so many more similarities. So the system works the same pretty much. I feel like it's just a big, uh, bigger pool of people. So there's the same work, there's the same circles, there's the same... Um, industry in terms of training and all of those things, it's just on much larger form and I think that that's the thing that I really was seeking out and I think having moved have found that um, in saying that it's yeah, it's a different I find specifically for me, I've always grown up as someone who had the classical contemporary training but also was into really um, exploring creativity and worked a little bit commercially as well. So I've always sat in a streamlined middle point between both industries. And I think contemporary dance over here, I've found the space in order to like really push that kind of brand of my own and join the two industries together. And I aspire to continue to do that throughout my career and bring the two forms together. I noticed that actually you, as a freelancer, you've worked in stage, TV, West End musicals, as you say, sort of, you know, bridging those, uh, those two elements of the industry in terms of the commercial and then, you know, the purist side. Um, what are the differences that you find working in those different um, elements? Yeah, first up, I did a development for the West End musical. I haven't actually officially been in one yet, but okay. I did a development team. I just want to clear that up, yeah. um, just in case there's anyone out there. But I think for me, bridging the gap between them has been something, yeah, I am really strive for. And I think that it's such, there's such an industry for it. And I think just like the two worlds colliding more, I think can make so much more magic within the industry. People are very closed off sometimes to their specific points of view. But contemporary dance in its purest form, understanding obviously foundational techniques and the pioneers, of course, but is meant to be current and conceptual. And I think the current and conceptual can be something that is innovative and can break down those walls that have conventionally been built. Well, talking conceptual, tell me about the production that you're premiering on the 2nd of November in London, Does It Matter in the Dark? Tell me about that. So Doesn't Matter in the Dark was, yeah, first conceived in 2017 within Australia. I did a development week back home um, with local dancers and I did see like a huge, um, I did see huge potential within the work. So it explores what has purpose and what has no purpose within darkness and what kind of comes to light within darkness. So you can talk literal form like the senses and how they're heightened or we can go a little bit more in depth um, talking about de-individualization and different kind of psychological factors. Um, and this, yeah, work just kind of explores that. I went to see Sleep No More in New York. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Oh, it's incredible. It's by Punch Drunk, this company. It's an immersive theater experience. And 
when I saw that back in 2014, it literally sent me into obsession hmm. with immersive work. And I think the fact that you can kind of break that fourth wall with the audience and the mm-hmm. audience are a part of the production and they feel the importance of their um, presence is something that I love to like push with performance in itself, especially with the artists. They can kind of, you can kind of shape the way everything rolls. And I think it's something that isn't um, explored enough and I really wanted to do that. But it is a it is a deep feat when it's my first work. So trying to coordinate the eight different spaces sound wise and the visual cues with the dance and the audio cues and yeah, it's been a big, big work, but I think because of the collaboration factor and the artists uh, that I'm working with is so open to the discussion. Um, we've made like a really, really incredible work that I'm super proud of. And it's actually sold out for our first night. Oh, congratulations. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. We found out it was sold out and we had more expression of interest. So we've opened up actually another show on Sunday, the 3rd of November. Oh, fantastic. The same time as the following night. And yeah, we've still got a few tickets left. So oh, we're very For those who managed to get in quick by the sounds of it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so tell me about your creative process. You mentioned you've been collaborating with a number of different um, artists and, and others. Tell me about how you bring the work to life. So my, when I'm in my slow state of creating, um, I feel like that's where most of the um, yeah inspiration comes from. And I think when, when I get into a studio with like-minded dancers and artists, um, the discussion point and seeing everyone's background is like it really helps in order to find the depth of the um, concept I've got one of the artists who's with me at the moment um, a dance artist she's actually doing her master's in psychology and we've got different artists that have uh, more into the mind body with their yoga and Pilates training and we've got like a bunch of artists that are all from different places within Europe and overseas that are kind of bringing their own awareness and own kind of, yeah, understanding of this topic. And then I've collaborated with some sound engineers that we've been able to really make this work come to life and other photographers. And it's something that, yeah, is I'm excited to bring to life because it has so much influence within it. The immersive element and just the different number of um, artists and um, uh, and pieces that you're talking about, I, I almost can't imagine uh, excitedly, actually, and I love the way you speak with such an enthusiasm and passion, because I, I think, oh my goodness, what, could I, what am I going to see? You know, what, what, uh, what will the audience, what can they expect, or do you not want to do any reveals before the, the big night? Oh, we can do, we can do some reveals. Um, <laughs> we, yeah, it's something that there's audio cues from different rooms and also cues from the dancers um, that kind of allow the audience to wander through the space freely. So the audience can choose what they'd like to watch and what they wouldn't. And whenever there's, um, say, two cast members within one room, let's say that they split and one person goes one way and one person goes the other way. The audience can then choose their own adventure and choose who they want to follow. And therefore, at the end of the show, the most exciting part for me is speaking to the excited um, audience going, oh, I just saw this in one room and I didn't see that bit and I wish I saw that. And it was really cool how this storyline made sense for me. And yeah, it's kind of people make draw, like draw their own conclusions from what they see. And I think the fact that you can never see everything 
is something that really excites me. And I think as a human and life is like that, you can never be everywhere at once. And that's kind of, yeah, reflected within this piece. It sounds like a really exciting piece. And I, I love that the audience can, you know, choose their own dance adventure and, you know, craft their own story and their own experience. But your experience as a, as a freelancer, um, you've had such a, an interesting journey to date to, to getting over to here into moving to London in the last year. What has been some of the, the most uh, sort of joyful moments um, in your career so far, things that have really stood out as a, as a freelancer that perhaps if you had joined a company, you may not have had experienced? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, the career within a freelance life is very up and down, but the, it makes the highs really incredible and it makes the lows know, like, you know, within the lows of maybe you don't have work for a month or three weeks, you can kind of really sit in that and understand, like, when you get to the high points, you really appreciate it and you show gratitude within it. Um I think even the low points that people say, obviously in inverted commas, mm -hmm. um, is never actually a low point. I think at that time you can kind of pull back to yourself and really figure out what creative living you can do within that time, whether it isn't specifically dance, you can really still live a creative life. Um, but yeah, the most joyful moment for me, I think touring is a really, really incredible thing. Um, touring around Australia with a couple of shows was absolutely incredible. And I think when you meet audience members after the production just like seeing what they got out of it and seeing what you brought to them is something that really like gives me life um and yeah i choreograph um for different productions at different times in different um arenas and i think that just that flow state that you are in when you're creating is like incredible but i think that maybe a career highlight and it's not even like a career standout it's just like a highlight during one of my shows that i um was in the towards australia and new zealand um i had a solo piece within the show um where i was able to improvise the whole thing wow. um and improvisation to me has been one of my like true loves that i've always found um great life in mm -hmm. um and yeah having that a space to be able to whatever i was feeling and whatever was happening i was able to express that on stage in a theater which is such um like gold it is mm. and have audience watch you and my castmates were um side stage and it was like it yeah to this day having that freedom on stage in that environment is was exhilarating and i think something that yeah I'll never kind of forget. It sounds quite um, a pivotal moment, or as you say, you know, a true a true highlight and a very rare opportunity, I guess, to fully express yeah, yourself. Exactly. Yeah, with a like, full abandon in front of an audience and just reacting to the moment in which you feel. Um, I wanted to ask you as well, in terms of you know, you, your move over to London. There, there'll be lots of. Um, you know, younger dancers thinking about, you know, moving to the big city. You've moved from Queensland to Sydney and then you're over here in London and there are many others out there thinking, you know, uh, could I be brave enough to do this? You know, should I do this? Um, and what sort of, what lessons have you learned about either yourself or your experience that might help others in sort of tackling this decision? 
Yeah, you're exactly right. I think it's something that, for especially for an Australian, I think I've met a lot of people that London is the next step for them, um, whether it be within the industry or in their personal lives. I think it's a nice big step to take. Um, I feel that I think you people are way more capable of new challenges and life than what they assume they can. I think if you take yourself out of your body and you always put yourself into your younger self. So even if you are very, very young, still in training, if you put yourself back to the four-year-old that used to dance every time they used to go into the supermarket and you think about the perspective of that, like that human thinking about where you are now, they would be ecstatic. So I always put myself into my younger self that keeps me kind of like pushing. Um, And it just kind of, keeps you grounded and knowing that you loved it before it became your career. And I think that's something that makes you love it on days that you don't and makes you continue on. Yeah. And brings you back to reality when things are going really, really well. And I think everyone is way more capable of choosing the life that they want. Uh, I've always tried to aim to be in charge of my own life and have authority within my own life and my own choices. And being able to move here is really just like, help sustain that ideal in my mind and know that I always have a choice with my life. Um, And I think everyone else can have that if they choose to as well. So just knowing that you're allowed to do what you'd like and you're allowed to live the life that you want is, yeah, super special. And we have to keep on reminding ourselves of that, especially within this tough industry. I I love that. And I I love the the sense of authority and giving yourself permission and just allowing yourself to to do what you love is such a a wonderful wonderful sort of um aspiration and and such great guidance what do you love the most about dancing what what you talked about you know this holding on to what you loved about it before it became your profession what do you love the most about dancing i think the creative expression i think having an idea and it coming to life and it sounds super uh, a bit cheesy but it doesn't have to be as cheesy as like a Disney film I think it can be even just an idea of um, you have an idea about say this concept I'm creating at the moment and I'm thinking okay well I'd love to explore different ideals of that and different discussion points and then actually seeing that create like a language of movement is so special the fact that we can turn a discussion point or turn an idea or turn anything into a language of the body is incredible. And the fact that people watch it and they receive it and it becomes a part of their life, whether it was a part of their life for that present five minutes that they saw your performance or the hour length, it was in their present state. And for me, that's an exciting thing. And I think since choreographing on other people, I think the trust that you give the other person after you've passed over that um the words or the idea Mm -hmm. i think seeing them do it is yeah it it actually is one of the most special things and i i hope that everyone in their life whether it is in dance or any kind of creating living creative living that they can see their creation um go further than just their mind and i wanted to ask like a couple of final questions what are you hoping uh, comes next for you? Um, you know, taking that love and that expression and the creation and, you know, the collaborations. 
in your London life or whatever happens next, what are your aspirations uh, as as you move forward? Yeah, thank you. Um, so the for me, performing is definitely not over, and I still have that like heart rate beating moment for dance and for performing. Um, and that's still something that I am doing within London. I still have a career within dance as well um, and performing. And creative-wise, I'd really love to see where Doesn't Matter in the Dark can go. Um, I'd love to see it in bigger venues. I'd love to see it with bigger budgets. Um, and it is something that I can see um, reaching more audiences. And I would love for it to go there. So that's where my mind is at in terms of this piece. Um, I always am creating, whether it's just for class or on certain dances or just for the studio. I think creating without it having to go anywhere is kind of where the true genius lies. Um, and that's something that I want to continue to put into my everyday life. But yeah, I, I would just love to continue to share what I do on bigger platforms and reach more people. And I can see my work in bigger areas. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm going. And I think you have to see it and visualize it and know it can happen. And then the universe will support you. Absolutely. I couldn't, couldn't agree more. And my final question is, and you talked about this a little bit, but what advice would you give to others who are thinking about um, a career, a freelance career as either a dancer or a creator? Uh, what advice would you give to those people? Oh, this is such a hard one. Um, I think knowing that there's ups and downs, but also knowing that you can get through it. And there is always life. And I think, I think something that I've only really realized since moving to London is that you have to know yourself without dance. And you have to know that like who you are, if you took dance out of the picture and like, don't get me wrong. You can obviously sound how like, you can obviously hear how excited I am yeah. about dance, but I think I, I truly understand myself without it and know that I have full worth without it so that when it is a part of my life, it just enhances me. Um, and I think that's something that sometimes freelance artists base their whole life off their work um, because sometimes it is, you put the pressure on it to give you mm. um, support financially. But I think trying to understand that it just, you need to support it as much as it supports you. So, um, yeah, I just say knowing yourself without dance um, and also knowing that, yeah, you create your own life and that you can do it and you will do it if you want to, which just sounds so simple. And it sounds like a, sounds like a motivational speaker, but I think the reality is that, yeah, it's the law of attraction. You, if you want it and you can see yourself with it and you know that you deserve it, then the, the, you, you, will, you will get it in some form or another. I have to say, I've asked this question many, many a time, and the the words that you say there about knowing yourself without dance sort of strikes me because no one's ever said that before. And uh, equally, um, I had a discussion on the show with a dance psychologist who who deals with dancers, obviously, at the either have to end their career for various number of reasons, either natural conclusion, injury, etc. And yep. that whole issue of dance being your identity. 
Um, and yeah. so I'm, I'm really quite struck by your words about knowing yourself without dance and, and valuing yourself without it as well. And I think that's such an interesting viewpoint to have at such a, you know, sort of fledgling young, you know, beginning of your career. Um, it's, it's quite an interesting viewpoint. Yeah, I think it's something that I, I have only really started to adapt into my everyday life um, since moving over here because you you have to. I think when you're when you're put into a um, new environment, I think you're questioned a lot, and I feel like dance is questioned a lot. And I've never questioned dance as much as I have since mm. moving. And I I think you. Yeah, you need to be happy without it. And we aren't just dancers, we're humans who dance. So it's something that we need to always remember. And I think the pressure then is taken off. And I think then you actually appreciate it for what it does for you and don't rely on it to be happy. Um, and I feel like it goes for every career, but I think specifically for the arts, there's so much pressure within freelance and the industry is so tough already that mm. we need to kind of alleviate that pressure a tiny bit off ourselves. And Yeah. Well, I'm sure that those exceptionally mature and insightful words of advice will help many other um, other sort of freelancers or just anyone listening. Because, in fact, I'm personally struck by it. I think it's it's such an interesting, an interesting and sort of um, insightful, insightful words. And I'm just. I know that you're sold out for your second of November at the Onyx Dance Studio, and you've got a few tickets left for the third of November. So yeah. I'll give out your email address so people can try and snap a few of those at the end. Um, so if you're looking to grab some tickets, um, email alicerobinsoncreative at gmail.com. And you must go also check out, you can message her on Instagram, which is um, alicerobinson underscore. Um, and check out, uh, do a bit of a search for Alice Robinson um, in YouTube and you can see the trailer for Does It Matter in the Dark. And if you're lucky enough to get a ticket, good for you. Thank you so much, Alice. It's been so wonderful talking to you. Don't forget to subscribe. We've got some incredible interviews coming up with principal ballerinas and renowned choreographers. We love dance and ballet and we hope you'll love us. Join us on Facebook and Twitter.